Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. <laughs> أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يسولون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا سولوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم سولي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم Honorable Ulama, respected elders, brothers, mothers, sisters, beloved youth, the esteemed listeners of Radio Al-Ansar International and Marqas Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wa Jama'ah, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Today is the third of Sha'aban, 1444. Our topic for now is the importance of unity within our homes and then the ummah at large. When one studies the Noble Qur'an, you will find various verses, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala commanding us, وَعَتَسِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُمْ Hold on to the rope of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala firmly and do not cause fragmentation, disunity. So in Urdu it sounds very nice, Allah ki rassi toot nahi sakti. Allah ki rassi chut sakti hai. This rope of Almighty Allah will never snap. But when we release our grip, then remember the rope of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala will disappear and go away. So when we speak of unity, we need to understand the importance of it. I'll just give you three incidents. It is the ninth year of the Hijrah and it was during the month of Rajab. The hypocrites day in Medina Munawwara came to the Master والسلام, and said that they have built a masjid. Allah calls it a masjid. And you, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu we are requesting you to come and read Salat there. Habibuna Mustafa Sallallahu said that now we are preparing to go to Tabuk. 30,000 Sahaba. They prepared to go with the Master salam, as mentioned in Mustadrak Hakim. So when Nabi salam, was returning, the verse was revealed, La takum fihi abada. Never go to that masjid and stand there and read Salat there. Why? وَالَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا مَسْجِدًا ذِرَارًا That masjid was to cause harm, وَكُفْرًا and to promote kufr and disbelief. What the free campaign al and to cause fragmentation, disunity in the rank and file of the Muslims. Go and study the various tafsir, the commentaries of the Noble Quran, tafsir Ibn Kathir, tafsir Qurtubi, tafsir Ma'ariful Quran, any one of the classical tafsir, tafsir of the Quran, you will find, you know what Mustafa sallallahu told the Sahaba, you my beloved companions, go and burn that masjid. A masjid was burnt 
in the time of the Master salam, with the command of the Master salam, to preserve and protect the unity of this Ummah. One example. Second one, now Islam is spreading like fire throughout the world. And what do we see? That in time of Sayyidina Usman radiallahu ta'ala anhu arda, that people are arguing, disputing, my recitation is correct and your recitation is incorrect. So the people of Azerbaijan and other places came to him, Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anh, and said, you better intervene. This will lead to bloodshed just now. People will be fighting. It might cause a civil war. Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala realized that this is an issue that he has to deal with immediately. It's an emergency. He called up the senior Sahaba, beloved companions of the Master, alayhi salatu salam, and then he commissioned Zaid bin Thabit, who was the main scribe, to write down the Wahi revelation during the time of the Master, alayhi salatu salam, and said that you must write the Quran Sharif according to the Quraysh dialect. The Quran Sharif was written already in the time of the Master, alayhi salam, but not on paper on whatever they could find, on leather, on wood, some of it on paper, and so forth. Then on paper it was written, the entire Qur'an Sharif. Obviously there were people who were Hufas and Hafiz in their hundreds at that time. So the Qur'an Sharif is preserved for all times, all places. Nevertheless, then the script of it, that which dialect must you read, that was still not codified. So in the time of Sayyidina Usman radiallahu anh, he said, you must use the Quraysh dialect. You know what he did after that? Brothers, sisters, esteemed listeners, go open Bukhari Sharif. There's a chapter there on Ta'aliful Quran, how the Quran Sharif was codified and compiled, how we have it now in book form. So he, Sayyidina Usman radiallahu anh, in consultation with the senior companions of the Master alayhi salam, took the Qur'an Sharif there in Medina Munawwara and burnt them. You know today who will burn the Qur'an? Only the enemies. But he realized that this will cause so much harm in future. So therefore the Qur'an Sharifs were burned so that the people must not argue and so forth and so on. And now we have one code and it is codified according to the dialect of the Quraysh. So a masjid was destroyed with the command of the Master, alayhi salam. Quran Sharif was burned by the beloved Sahaba. And Sayyidina Usman is no ordinary person. No Sahabi is like us, obviously. He was Zunnurain, the only person in the world, from Nabi Adam, alayhi salatu salam, right till day of justice, to marry one Nabi, the same Nabi, daughters, two, one after the other, First Sayyidah Ruqiyah radiallahu anha, then Sayyidah Umm Kulthum radiallahu anha, hence he received the title of Zunnurain radiallahu anha. These are great, eminent, illustrious Sahaba. So that was done as well. Third one, the constitution changed. You know a lie is not permissible, but now you husband and wife, you're having problems, so now the marriage is gone topsy-turvy and so forth. So what you should do? Your wife cooks a meal now, lunchtime, and she tried her best. But because of load shedding and what have you, you must remember that. 
You know how things go. Now now you got load shedding here. I was upstairs and suddenly I just heard a sound while translating the khutbah from Makkah. So then I realized that now load shedding kicked in. So you got DC direct current, AC alternate current, and A and C and no current. And now I see there by us, I'm not sure this idea. So they're going by the uh, potholes and making big, big circles and they're writing A and C, you know. Do you know how many potholes we got in South Africa? 25 million potholes. It's a world record, you know that. So that, mashallah, I don't know if you can say mashallah for that. So anyway, let's carry on, brothers, you must remember this. So now your wife, the meal didn't come out good. You as a husband, to maintain the peace and unity and solidarity, you must praise your wife. That is what Islam teaches us. So that the unity remains. That is what Nabi alayhi salatu salam taught us. That your wife made a mistake, something happened. So at that time to pay compliments to her is part of deen. It's not only permissible, it's one of the desirable actions to do. Your wife sees you, you came from the barber shop and you look very funny with this haircut, you know. That you look a little bit different. And she says, oh, hubby, oh, darling, how handsome you look today. More handsome than our wedding day, you know. So obviously she's not speaking 100% the truth. But she's a lady of wisdom. So see these examples I gave you. The problem now, why are we, whether South Africa, Africa, the whole ummah, totally fragmented, disunited. And before I come to that, let me explain to you one issue. And this is where you'll get mixed up. On fundamental issues, we must be united. On secondary issues, always there will be difference. Quran says that. These are not ordinary people. These are Anbiya, Prophets and Messengers, alayhi salatu salam, selected by Almighty Allah, not elected by people. Today we elected, not elected, they selected or whatever. I see a Muslim minister. You see, you saw that. It came on my phone, I see. A minister of electricity is a Muslim guy on top of it. The next minister will be a minister of potholes also. So anyway, my brothers, so you will see that Almighty Allah speaks about Nabi Dawood alayhi salam. He's a Nabi, a messenger of Almighty Allah, and he's a king also. His son Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam is a messenger selected by Almighty Allah. He's a king also. So there were two farms. This one farmer, his animals went into the next person's farm and destroyed the crops and the harvest. So the person went to Nabi Dawood alayhi salam. He said, now this happened. You must pass the verdict. He passed the verdict. Then they passed Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam. He asked them what happened. They said, this happened. We went to your father. He passed that verdict. And then he said, had you come to me, my verdict would be different. We are not speaking of Maulanas and Muftis and Sheikhs. We're speaking of prophets and messengers. The different opinion, different verdicts on the same issue. Allah speaks of this in the Quran to show us on secondary issues, you will have difference of opinion. What Dawood, what Suleiman, it's Yahkumani Filhars. Nabi Dawood alayhi salam passed the verdict. Nabi Suleiman alayhi salam passed the verdict. Then what Allah Ta'ala says, Allah praised both of them. Both of them had profound knowledge and both of them had the ability, capacity, capability to pass the verdict. But whose verdict was better? Whose verdict was better? 
Like sometimes the students verdict is better than the teachers. Sometimes and occasionally it happens. So Almighty Allah states, فَفَهَمْنَاهَا Sulaiman. We gave a profound and deeper understanding to him, Nabi Sulaiman Sulaiman. So to expect every fatwa to be, we all will be united on one issue, it's not going to happen. It never happened in the past and won't happen also. But that's on secondary issues, not on primary issues. Primary issues we have to be united on. So let us get that also understood. Issue settled. Now, why are we so fragmented? Primarily, there are three reasons. Reason number one, You see, Almighty Allah created us with different complexions, different languages. Kudrat ka karishma, diversity in unity, unity in diversity. It rains and you look at your grass and your lawn is green. You look at your roses, it's red. You look at your fruit and the kaleidoscope of colors. So all this is to show the power and absolute authority, majesty of Almighty Allah, Jalla wa But now under apartheid, you know, some of you know, we were born in apartheid, we loved it. So we knew what it is. They said white is right, blankers and ne-blankers, whites and non-whites. I still remember vividly and clearly they used to have parks, and on the park it was written, there are no dogs and no non-whites allowed. All this in our beloved South Africa. You can't come and tell us that this didn't happen. So obviously that type of things is a sense of, you must remember, your false and artificial system of pride and arrogance. Now if you understand politics, this is what they want to do now again. The white hegemony the new world order, the reset, call it whatever you want to. For them, there's a whole issue, you must remember, of Africa. We are 50, 50 plus countries here. They say these people are a liability to humanity. Whole day, they just come begging with a begging bowl. Digalomali, give us this, give us... Rather, we just give them one, one vaccine, give them one, one tablet, and just finish them up. I mean, this is what they're thinking, these white chaps on top there. So you must remember, your divorce and that, go see what they discussed there. So you need to understand, we can't be having that ostrich mentality. So Islam is the only savior for humanity and everybody else. Like the Jutlas and the Jews, same mentality they have. That we are the chosen people of Allah. If we're the chosen people, then how come we're cursed by Allah so many places? You can see the whole world turn against them because of what they are doing and occupying Palestine. But you see, you don't understand Arabic. Now I translated the khutbah, Sudeh's khutbah, and he spoke a lot of things. At least he made dua for Aqsa for a little, you know, after some time. But he was, he was not allowed by MBS, Murtad bin Shaitan, to take the name of Yahud. He say, Allahumma alayka bil muhtallin al-ghasibin. Ya Allah, you must punish the occupiers. Ya Allah, you must punish those who are usurping the land of Majid al-Aqsa and that. But he doesn't say the word Yahud. What an indictment upon us. That the people who Quran says, today our Muslims are simple, naive, they don't understand. Surah 5 verse 82. Allah Jalla wa says, لَتَجِدَنَّ أَشَدَّ النَّاسِ عَدَاوَةً لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا الْيَهُودَ وَالَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا your worst, worst enemies now and in the future are the Jews. 
you will find a Muslim of today saying, no, we don't have problem with the Jews, we have problem with the Zionists. Allah didn't speak about Zionists here. Allah spoke of the Jews. And we don't say all the Jews, we will say majority of them. وَالَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا And the people who are the idol worshippers. You just go, go see what's happening in India and the Muslims in occupied Palestine and the Muslims. So I mean, we can't be so blind, my brothers. So this sense they have that we are chosen people. So this causes this unity fragmentation. Then our languages we speak. You must remember no language has got virtue over the other. Arabic has virtue with one big condition. You go to Lebanon, half the population are Christian plus minus, and they speak, you understand, Arabic. So what virtue is for them? I went there. You can't make out who's who in the zoo there. They all look the same. They speak the same. And they keep the same names also. The Christian will keep Abdul Ghani and Abdul Das and Abdul Dad. You won't make out. But they're not Muslim. So when I asked that person, show me the nearest masjid there, he started laughing in my face in Beirut. He said, you know where you are. You are living here in the Christian quarter. You won't find for 10, 20 kilos, not a single masjid there. So brothers, Arabic language has virtue when that person lives with Iman and dies with Iman. Otherwise what? Abu Lahab, Abu Jahl, for all Arabs, what virtue for them? No virtue. So we need to understand this issue. Then why are we fragmented? Because ana khairun min. We brought the slogan of shaitan in. You as a husband, you are wrong. But will you apologize to your wife? You will still intimidate her and tell her you do my way or you catch the highway. That is shaitaniyat. That is the slogan of Satan, of Lucifer. Ana khairun min. Almighty Allah commanded the malaika and the angels and the shaitan and Lucifer, Iblis. All of you make sajda to Nabi Adam alayhi salam. He is the masterpiece of Allah's creation. He, uh, he refused. He defied the command of Allah. Quran says, Abba, he refused and defied the command. Was takbara. His pride, his arrogance got the better of him. And then he was expelled from Jannah, never to see it again. Nabi Adam salam made a mistake. You don't say sin for prophets and messengers. He was transferred from Jannah and he cried to Allah, Allah will turn him back and enter him into Jannah again. But see the lesson. Ana khayyirun Iblis said, I'm better than him, Nabi Adam alayhi salam. I'm superior to him. Khalaqtani min nar wa khalaqtahu min teen. You created me from fire and the flame goes upwards. See the leel evidence he's giving. And you created him from the sand and the dust. And that remains on the land and sand. So how can I make sense that to him? See? Now that's the exact thing we are doing. Look at ourselves, look at our organizations. If somebody come and tell you that this is wrong, you say, who the hell are you to come and tell me? That is our pride. That is our arrogance. The closing of the masajid, the closing, the, the vaccine issue, saying we can't say the Shias are kuffar. I can give you a hundred examples. Why you can't say all this? Why? Just because of the pride. I mean, let us be honest. We need to call a spade a spade. We must not carry favor with people, organizations, and politicians. If you want to propagate Islam, it must be propagated in its pristine purity. 
We must defend Islam. If the need arises, even give our life. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Today, if a person names his son Haram, so he is a Sahabi. His name Haram. If today, if a person names his son Haram, they will say this person here. Yeah. We don't know if a halal child or haram child. Is legitimate or illegitimate. Because we know one meaning of haram, unlawful and so forth. So we must be clear on this issue, yeah. How you say Masjid al-Haram, the sacred, the holy Masjid. So Haram radiallahu an is in a battle. And in Urdu you will say, Tir ar par ho gya. The arrow entered one side and went through and came out of the back. The blood is oozing out and gushing out. And what does he do? He raises his hands and his palms are filled with blood and he smears his face. And the last words he utters, he says, I take a custom on all my Allah, I am successful. That was the Sahaba. They used to die with death, remember that, because they knew they had to propagate the deen of Islam without compromise, without being apologetic. Today, everything we want to compromise, compromise, this is permissible, this is permissible, this is permissible. So how are you going to carry on like this? Think properly, my brothers. And 15th night of Shaban is coming. Habibuna sallallahu authentic hadith. فَيَغْفِرُ li Allah jalla wala will forgive everybody except the non-Muslim, Hussein and Machwa. And Mushahid, the people who have in their hearts, such malice, rancor, hatred, all these things. So how much we have? You must remember, we're not speaking to our uncle, we're not speaking to our nephew, we're not speaking to this one and this one. If it is for the sake of deen, that is a different issue. But we're speaking of dunya, all for material reasons, worldly reasons. This can never be justified in Islam. Then quickly, I have got a few minutes left. The issue of Palestine. You see the right-wing nationalist government, every one day is a harami. Every one day you must remember what they want to do. If they can help it, they want to destroy and kill every Palestinian. That is their aim. You must remember we don't understand what these guys want to do. That minister of security, Ben Gwey, Itimar Ben Gwey, he says openly, 1994, 15th Ramadan, I went there to Hebron Khalilur Rahman and in 89 and 92 the masjid is this size plus minus here on the right hand side Nabi Ibrahim salam is buried then Nabi Ishaq salam then Nabi Yaqub salam their honorable spouses are buried 15 Ramadan Mad Ramadan year 15 day it was 16 Ramadan Saturday morning it was 1994 the Muslims are reading performing Salat our masjid. So you must remember that the terrorists came, Baruch Goldstein, and with the Uzi, they are police all left him. Now obviously facing Qibla, he mowed down the Muslims while they were praying, you must remember. 29 became Shuhada martyr in the masjid. The others succumbed to the injury and the death toll eventually was approximately 70. What is Israeli style justice? They confiscated, occupied our masjid, took away half the masjid after this incident. 
That person, Baruch Goldstein, was then killed, dispatched to Jahannam. What these Haramis did, they built a big mausoleum, and they go there, and they say, you are the greatest soldier of Israel. This Ben Gwey, who is Minister of Security, who oh, he says, just kill these Palestinians. Yesterday they murdered 11. No problem. Understand? Allah forbid. That's what they say. So he says that Baruch Goldstein was my best friend and I agree 100% with what he does. The crime me and you are committing. The crime me and you are committing. First of all, we don't even know the incident. That's a crime in itself. Second one is this, those of us who know the incident, all these puppet Arab regimes, 22 of them, Saudi Arabia, Emirates and all of them, you think they spoke anything against Israel? I'm asking you. That they started doing, establishing diplomatic ties with them. See how many of them got ties. The people who murder our people in a masjid, steal our masjid, the same stunts they pull, you must remember, at Hebron, Masjid Khalil Rahman, they want to pull the same stunt now at Aqsa and provoke the Muslims. But you see, our brothers, sisters, flowers of Palestine, they said, we can't rely on Muslims. We can't rely on the Arabs. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Wailul lil Arab. Wailul lil Arab. Woe to the Arabs. It's Sahih Hadith. Authentic Hadith in Sahih Muslim. So they said this, we will take and make our battle. So what they said, today Haritz newspaper was reading, and this is a Jutla paper, left wing, very good, you must read it, they teach you a lot of things, and there they said, the Palestinians said, we will never move from here, we will die for our cause. You see, what the children said, Khaybar, Khaybar, Ya Yahud, Inna Jaysha Muhammad, Sofa Yahud. How in the battle of Khaybar the Muslims defeated you? We also one day will defeat you. These are the slogan of the children. The mothers and the sisters and the men of Palestine, what they say? Biddam, birruh, nafdika, ya aqsa. Ya aqsa, we will never let you fall. We will let our blood flow. We will give our life, but aqsa won't fall, inshallah. So that is why me and you know, we know how weak we are. If a person, Allah forbid, cover the water pistol, our huzu will break. You know how it is. So you must remember this, brothers. The minimum what I'm asking you, read two rakat salat daily, make dua daily for the haramain sharifain. By the time this shaitan ends up with, the non-Muslims are already entering. You can see what's happening in Masjid Nabawi. You can see what's happening in Makkah. Non-Muslims are entering already. So make special dua for the haramain sharifain. Make special dua for Aqsa Mubarak and all our masajid also. You can see the problems that are happening nowadays. So that is my message to you, brothers. Bring unity in your house. You, your wife, your children, your family, extended family, and then unity will come in the ummah. To expect it to happen on top, it won't happen. We must start from the bottom. Quran Sharif taught us, chapter 13, chapter 13, verse 11, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِقَوْمٍ حَتَّى يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ Allah will not change the plight and condition of a people until you yourself change for the better. May Almighty Allah protect our Iman, make our Khatima on Iman, and protect the Haramain Sharifain and Aqsa al-Mubarak and all our Masajid. But inshallah, tonight we will be in Scottsboro between Maghrib and Isha. Wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillah, Rabbi.